Welcome to Witham Sounding Board, a podcast sharing powerful business tips, insights, and trends for those seeking to become a rock star in their industry. Good day, and welcome to Witham's Lodging Insight and Innovations Podcast. My name is Lena Combs. I'm a partner here at Witham and the practice leader of the firm's hospitality services team. Today, I have with me Dale Tuttle, who's a partner in our Digital and Technology Transformation Advisory Services Group. Welcome, Dale. Hi there. Again, my name is Dale Tuttle. I am on the advisory consulting side. We spend a lot of our, t- our time uh, migrating people to the cloud and then helping them understand you know, how to use the tools at their disposal to improve their business operations. Great. That's a great segue, Dale, because today we're going to be talking about cloud migration. Really? I had no idea. That's awesome. So just to kick us off, um, how is the cloud changing the hospitality industry? Is there anything specific to that? Well, you know, there actually is. I mean, first of all, I should mention that benefits are kind of universal, right? Any industry, any business, individual business or any sector that migrates to the cloud will see more or less the same type of benefits, which is, you know, you could have reduced operating costs in terms of your infrastructure, um, probably your software costs, those t- types of things. You can consolidate operations, simplify your IT, all those great things that can happen when you move to the cloud. But there are a couple of special ones uh, for the hospitality industry, and, and that is especially true for if you're into lodging or hotels or something like that, that aspect of the business, only because what I, what I was thinking about this is a lot of these properties, a lot of these places actually are probably, or, you know, might be in areas that are more prone to certain uh, events, like a hurricane, for instance, if you're, you're located near a coast. Uh, but you could even have, uh, you know, other, uh, other climatic uh, episodes that might disrupt your business operations. In that case, it really, it really uh, is important for you to move to the cloud because it gives you that continuity of operations uh, to your business infrastructure. Uh, if you're in the cloud and you know hurricane or some sort of uh, you know uh, event occurs along those lines, maybe it's a fire. If you're in, in one of those fire-prone areas, you, your business operations can continue as long as you have. Um, uh, you know, power, but also you won't lose anything if, if your operations are being hosted in the cloud. The other interesting thing is that you can put your most valuable business assets in areas that are not in your same area. For instance, let's say I'm operating out of Florida. I could do my backup and recoveries in a cloud region, if you will, that's not susceptible to hurricanes, that sort of thing. So, Redundancy, continuity of business operations, really important, I think, for the, for, for the industry. I agree. I think those are really uh, great points. And you know, business continuity has been such a hot topic, especially, I guess, we're seeing our weather patterns change. And um, just being sure that those I's are dotted and T's are crossed and those disaster recovery plans. And the cloud is a big part of really having a, a solid business continuity and disaster response plan. Yeah. So we ta- you talked a little bit about operational benefits. Is there anything else in the hospitality space from moving to the cloud and or agility and business processes? Well, you know, I think um, on the whole, the industry tends to lag a little bit in adopting the latest 
trends. Um, why that's so, I, I actually won't even speculate. But we do see in a lot of a lot of these types of businesses that they're just a little bit later in adopting some of the uh, tools that other firms or other industries have gone first with. Technology usually is a leader, right? That sector, finance is usually a, a leader in adopting new things. So probably, uh, you know, we're, we're still seeing kind of those first order benefits of moving to the cloud. We already mentioned some, right? You're, you're, you make your business more resilient. But the other operational efficiencies that, that make sense are just reducing your, your IT footprint. You want to simplify your IT footprint. You want to make it consolidated across your business if possible. And so that, that can, it can really simplify your IT operations and reduce costs. It's quite possible to do that. Now, there may be things your some costs may be increased in some areas that you don't really know because it's not as simple as just moving your existing tools that you may have um, to the cloud on a bunch of virtual machines. That's kind of cloud V1. Um, but instead of running your data, you know, separate databases, I use this as an example. Let's say you have a big database that have you'll be running one of your properties. You could just host that in on a virtual machine in the cloud, but that would be just one option that you would have. You may be able to change how that data, are, those data are stored and then delivered to your business users because now they're in the cloud and they could be run as a service rather than applying all that infrastructure costs or virtual machine costs. So how you do things differs in the cloud. You don't just move your stuff to the cloud. And what I mean, moving to the cloud, just stand up a bunch of virtual machines in the cloud and then run your software. That is what we call cloud V1. That's what we were doing 10 years ago almost. Now you can do things differently. So when you move to the cloud, you have to think, okay, what do I need? How do, how do I need to operate? What tools do I have at my disposal in the cloud platform that I'm likely to move to? So it does change how you do things. So it makes kind of comparing the cost costs a little bit trickier because it's not a one-to-one -one, uh, um, really migration path, if you will. So you should see improved business agility no matter what. But here's something that's really interesting for this industry in particular. I know there are still a lot of manual processes, right? Everyone's still dealing from a business, you know, a core business. People are dealing with invoices, a lot of paper invoices still floating around, um, just work orders that are floating around. They're on paper, or they're just even if they're electronic, it may be an email that's triggering some sort of action. So where I see the industry moving is adopting the cloud more and more, of course. But then, you know, where are some of the places they could get the most out of it? And one of them is. Uh, the cloud tools that are out there now, they almost all come with some sort of uh, cloud-based uh, process automation approach. So that's, that's low-hanging fruit. Sorry to use a catchphrase there, but I, I see more and more businesses looking for process automation, especially in this industry where you're, you're hampered by a shortage of workers. Right? That's, I would say that's the biggest thing right now, Lena, uh, for folks that are heading in, into the cloud. They're, they want to do it to, to automate as much as, of their business operations as they can because of the, the lack of workers. Yeah, that's a great point, Dale. So for those companies that might be looking towards moving to the cloud or even in the next phase of moving to the cloud, what are some of the steps that they should take? Just kind of high level. I know that you know there's to be a lot of detail, granular in there, but just at a high yeah. level. 
Yeah, and that's a great question. And really, it's about planning. So you have to inventory what you have now. What are your core business uh, tools that you're using? And then what you want to do is then you know, understand where are those tools heading? Do you have to stick with those tools? So that influences your decision-making on what you're going to do in the cloud. Um, we still have customers that are working on very custom-based um, tools, right? In other words, they had a proprietary system of supporting their business operations. So moving that to the cloud would be a little bit trickier because there may not be a cloud version of that tool. So in that case, what you would do was would go to cloud v1. You would stand up a virtual machine in the cloud, say on Azure or AWS, um, and you would then establish that capability in a virtual machine in the cloud. To you, it won't seem, or to your end users, it won't seem any different, really. Uh, but you do have the peace of mind knowing now it's in a cloud-based uh, redundant, resilient um, platform, so somewhere in the cloud. And you pick the region that you want it to be in. So that's one. Um, but the other, the other um, consideration, I guess, would be inventory what tools you have and what's the direction of those tools, right? And in other words, are there cloud versions of these tools? And then you kind of piece together, you know, what's the art of the possible in your cloud footprint? As I was mentioning in my earlier long-winded response, it's, it's not always easy to do that. In other words, you may find your current system has no cloud version, right? And you may have to do kind of a virtual machine thing. But you may also decide, well, we're leaving that. We're going to leave that platform. We're going to adopt a new tool that's in the cloud. Or maybe we can build ourselves, by the way, at one of the cloud-based platforms. So it's inventory and planning and then creating a vision of what your cloud, your cloud presence will look like. And, you know, uh, we usually chunk it out six uh you know, a year, 18 months, that sort of thing. But you need consensus around IT and business about what their needs are going to be. I like that phrase, the art of the possible. I, I think that's really catchy and, and so true. I would imagine that as part of that, people also need to understand that the processes that they have in place are not going to necessarily translate one-to-one -one into whatever this new solution is. And that looking at those processes and adapting them to a new platform or software or whatever it is that that looks like uh, is really important. Yeah, planning is everything. We, we um, I mean, of course, WISM does it, but um, we encourage everyone to go through a, a very detailed planning where you, you define to someone like us your current state then you define where you want to be. Because the other part, what we haven't really talked about, is that your, your business users, people using these applications that may be supporting their business, they will want to tell you what is and what is not working with them. You need to understand that because you're right. You don't just want to you know, lift and shift. It's called lifting and shifting, right? Take what I have and just put it in the cloud. You don't want to do that because... Everything can be improved, everything can be streamlined, everything can be made more efficient. You want to take that opportunity as you're transitioning to the cloud to fix those things that are broken broken, and improve things as much as you can. But have a plan. You're not going to do it all at once. Uh, you, you'll never do it all at once. It's, it's a hard thing to do. Sure. Well, we're about out of time. I just, real 
briefly, um, what should a lodging or hospitality company be looking for when they're selecting a vendor to help with this cloud migration? Yeah, you know, a lot of it depends on what type of uh, technology platform we are operating right now. So, for instance, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, lodging firms, a lot of uh, firms in the hospitality industry, they're running Microsoft-based tools, right? Uh, maybe the accounting system is a Microsoft-based tool, um, uh, whatever, whatever business systems that you're operating on, and because that will kind of inform you on what. Um, well, there's really two vendors I'm talking about. It'll help define the cloud platform you want to move to. In other words, Microsoft, uh, you know, Azure or Microsoft 365, the Microsoft clouds, if you will. But there are competitors to that. Of course, we've all heard of Amazon Web Services. Um, but so let's say your platform, you, th you think, you think, and you're going to need help determining this, you think that you're going to, you want to move to the uh, Microsoft platforms because you're a Microsoft shop. You'd want a vendor to help you get there that is uh, at least a Microsoft Gold certified partner. So you have to do a little bit of internal searching about where you think you're going to land in the future. Um, I would try to do that as independently as you could before you get a vendor um, because that vendor, like with them, will help you go to the Microsoft Cloud, right? Because that's, that's what we do. We, we take people to the Microsoft Cloud. Um, but if you if you know you are thinking you're going to be more of an AWS uh, cloud in the future, I would have someone who's very very experienced with that with the AWS platform. So look, so you know remember there's your landing place. Your landing place is the cloud vendor like Microsoft or AWS, or you might even be going to Oracle or IBM Cloud. But then you're going to want a vendor who really knows that space and has migration experience. Migration itself can be fairly complicated. Great. Well, thank you, Dale. That was fascinating, and I appreciate you being here with me today and talking about cloud migration. Uh, hopefully, our hospitality lodging uh, listeners will have gotten some good information out of that to help them take the next step. My pleasure, and uh, be safe out there. Talk to you soon. If you have any questions about today's podcast, please reach out to us through rhythm.com slash hospitality.